Are you an enthusiastic wine drinker but sweat uncontrollably over a restaurant list from Albarino to Zweigelt? Set aside your fears, relax, and start enjoying wine without worry. Here's your host, Jameson Fink. Show's coming to you from a completely new location. It's Reno, Nevada, the biggest little city in the world. Oh, that is my guest telling me it's Nevada and that I will be killed for pronouncing it wrong. So already off to an auspicious start. And if you're wondering who that guest is, it's a very special guest. It's not a winemaker or a wine personality or a uh, famous wine author or anything like that. It's actually a very special guest. It's my mom, Eileen Kelly. Hi, mom. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Jame. You're welcome. So, Mom, uh, I was wondering if my love for wine was something uh, that came from uh, your DNA or my father's DNA. What was your wine history like as an adult before I became uh, ensconced in fermented grape juice? Absolutely no history at all. My total experience with wine was probably Mogan David and Manischewitz when I was in my teens. You mean when you were able to legally drink wine? Well, actually before that at like family dinners, not my family. So at what point did you notice that I had become interested in wine a great deal? Oh, when you took a second job at a wine store in in, uh, Chicago and we started you started suggesting that we go to these wine dinners. And I was like, okay, I figured out that you wanted us to go because you wanted us to pay, which was- That is, a, that is an outrageous <laughs> accusation. <laughs> I'm sure true, however, because they tend to be very pricey. Yeah, they weren't serving uh, Mogan David and Manischewitz. No, and the restaurants themselves that had the wine dinners were the top-notch restaurants in Chicago. So they sort of went hand-in-hand with- being pricey, even not considering the wine. And I think one dinner in particular sort of uh, launched your uh, interest in wine. Um, Tell me what that dinner was and what what that wine was. Well, it's about the third or fourth wine dinner, I think, that we went to. And prior to that, I had been taking token sips out of each wine during these wine dinners and passing them along to either you or your dad. And the memorable dinner was at Blackbird, and the wine was, the first one or two were like, okay. Then there was a wine that really knocked my socks off, and I did not pass it on to anyone else. And it happened to be sitting next to the wine rep from Joseph Phelps, who said, you have very good taste, that's insignia, that's our, you know, our top wine. And it turned me on to wine, to insignia, and then to other wines to a great extent that were before I had absolutely zero interest in it. Yeah, well, if you're going to be uh, kind of indoctrinated into a wine and, and learn to love it, I think uh, Joseph Phelps Insignia, one of the most iconic wines in California and probably the world, is a pretty pretty serendipitous place to start. Which What surprised me over the years, really, with that wine was how from it's good every year, 
it may be slightly different, but they have some sort of genius who comes up with a blend every year that is really good. And that's sort of also, it's not just Joseph Phelps Insignia, but you seem to have a uh, preference for red wine blends. What is it about blends that you find uh, intriguing? Uh, I like the Bordeaux blend mixture. I like wines that are, for lack of a better term, I'll say smooth and full-bodied. I'm not into wines that I find, to me, taste too watered down like pinots or the lighter reds just don't do it for me but i love the lighter reds well that's you (laughs) (laughs) i think everyone's allowed to have their own taste in wine and mine i i like winter just because i like the heavier wine that goes with heavier meals and those are hard to eat in Reno when it's 100 degrees. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you drink a uh, like a, a glass of a white wine. Do you ever drink white wine? I do, occasionally, uh, when it's very hot. Occasionally I get like coerced to sit outside in the shade, mind you. But uh, anything else would not be refreshing. So I find myself with a very light fruity white wine definitely not chardonnay so you're not dropping a few ice cubes in your insignia no (laughs) that would be sacrilege no (laughs) so speaking of insignia we got to go visit uh joseph phelps winery together and uh, it's actually a pretty easy drive from reno to uh, napa and sonoma but so we've traveled a bunch of wine centric places together um chile and argentina Australia and New Zealand, and uh, Napa and Sonoma. Um, is there any destination that or, or visit that really stood out for you as being really uh, spectacular or memorable? Well, they were all different. Uh, I really couldn't put one in front of the other. Come on, pick a favorite, Mom. Uh, <laughs> that's hard. It's like picking a favorite child. Well, I'm the only child, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it is easy. But uh, it's more like uh, of wine memory rather than a place memory. Uh, Some wines, actually on quite a few of the trips we took, it really, the wines were ones that I had never tried before. And that was illuminating. I really liked the Marlboro area. Oh, yeah, that was great. The whole uh, South Island of New Zealand, I have to say, is special. Buenos Aires made a big mm-hmm. imprint on me. Uh, Valparaiso, Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. That's what comes up. Those are the ones that I think about most. My favorite thing about, of course, like like you said, there are many things I liked about all these trips, but I remember when we were in Buenos Aires and we uh, got a recommendation. We were staying at um, a very fancy hotel, the Sofitel in Buenos Aires. I think it was in the, the Recoleta, which is probably the nicest hotel I've stayed at, at service-wise, everything. But we asked someone who was working there where we should go eat, and he said something like, well, do you want to go to you know, Chateau Fancy Pants, or do you want to go where, where someplace I like to eat? And we said, we want to go where you like to eat. And he, and he sent us to this really cool restaurant 
about a 10 minute walk away in the basement of a building. It was like a uh, student run place that was dirt cheap and really good. And they actually had for Argentina, which was crazy. I remember they had a, a salad bar with all these interesting salads. And, you know, I mean, like, like, you know, I'm not gonna get any sympathy for this. But after a week of Malbec and steak, it was like, really nice. We actually went back there and ate twice. Well, I remember that place It definitely impressed me. Actually, the food in Argentina was very inexpensive. You, Everything was inexpensive. I mean, really, the you it would you'd be hard pressed, including wine, to spend more than fifteen dollars on dinner, and that was a real shocker. Yeah, it was. Well, they're tied to the uh, dollar. I think that's why. Uh, I don't know what their reasoning was, but I just remember having heard from people in Argentina and Chile both that. They travel back and forth between the countries because some things are much cheaper in Argentina and some things are much cheaper in Chile and that a lot of the traffic between the two, we flew between the two countries, so uh, a lot of those people drive over or fly over and drive stuff back, buy furniture in the other country, and that never I guess growing up in the U.S. where it's so big, you can go to another state maybe and uh, save sales. That's exact. It's like uh, when you live in Seattle, you go buy a car in Portland or a, a major electronic device. But I mean, you thinking about different country, I mean, different currencies and everything, it just never occurred to me that there was that much traffic back and forth. To, and some of the savings were substantial, so after hearing them, I could understand, but before going there, it didn't occur to me. And a note, please check your exchange rates. Uh, wine without worry will not be responsible for fluctuations in rates or dissatisfied experiences with the cost of your food and drink in Argentina, but please do go. It was great. So we've been to Argentina. We've been to Chile, New Zealand. Uh, Australia, Napa, and Sonoma. What is next on our travel list? Where where are we looking at? Where would you like to go? Well, you've been to South Africa, to the wine country there before, and I haven't. So I suggested that while I'm still able to put one foot in front of the other, we should do that trip. And while I can still endure the horrendous flight, which is about 18 hours, to get there and so we're planning on going next year that's right look out 2016 yep can't wait and then i so i have a little bit of trip envy because my uh, i always seen my favorite wine destinations have been islands um tasmania santorini and sicily but there's one island that i have not been to that you have been to uh, madeira which is number one on my list of places that I haven't been to. So you got to go there for a little bit. Tell me tell me what I was missing, what it was like. I was totally charmed by Madeira. The, the problem with it is it's very hard to get there from here. Uh, and you have to go through... From Reno, Nev- from Nevada? <laughs> Nevada? From anywhere mm-hmm. in the U.S. It's it just, you have to go... Uh, it's a circuitous way to get to Madeira. You have to fly past it and then come back, like through Lisbon. And it's sort of in the middle of the ocean by itself, but absolutely charming, beautiful place, very uh, rocky, mountainous island, and 
really great experience and I, w I was on a ship and so we only had one day there and I was wishing we had more as was everyone else on the ship. We had two days in Bermuda and one day in Madeira and we all said let's flip, flip them up, and yeah. do two days in Madeira and one day in Bermuda. But it was so good that I wanted to go back and another trip that I would like after the trip to South Africa would be a Spain, Portugal, Madeira trip. So that that will be on the agenda in a few years. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. You heard it here. Go to Madeira. Put that at the top of your list. And thanks, Mom, for joining on the show from Reno, Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Thank you. You're listening to Wine Without Worry with Jameson Fink. <laughs>